So now we're not needing to protect the ankle as much. We could start to, you know, add in more challenging um, exercises here. Our main goal is to really strengthen the ankle and develop the neuromuscular control of all of your leg muscles from the hip all the way down to the foot. So we need to establish normal movement patterns and we want you to have the balance and strength to control your leg when you're doing single leg activities like what's the activity you love to do run if you have ever asked yourself how do i run a race injury free or get out of the constant injury cycle then this is the podcast for you welcome to healthy runner where i will teach you how to enjoy lifelong injury-free running so you can continue getting in those mental clearing runs and even hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid half marathoner, coach, running physical therapist, and founder of Spark Physical Therapy Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach. Even if you have been told to stop running with an injury. Learn more about our signature coaching program at programs.sparkyourtraining.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow the show on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Now, you know how passionate I am about strength training in order to run, and that runners who don't do any strength work are more likely to suffer some of those stubborn running injuries, whether it's runner's knee, plantar fasciitis, IT band syndrome, or tendonitis. And one of the keys to becoming a healthy runner is dedicating time to strength training. However, I get it. It's hard to dedicate the time, get motivated, and have the energy to get in the strength work whether you are going to the gym or you're working out in your basement or living room in the early mornings like I do before work or if you're doing it after work in the evening. I have been on the lookout for a truly healthy pre-workout option to help with energy and focus during my workouts and post-run that will also provide a nutritional boost so I can maximize my recovery and performance when strength training. That is why I am super pumped, literally, that I found Perform from the Amino Company. Perform is an essential amino acid-based formulation that I simply add to water in my shaker bottle and have 30 minutes before my run or gym workout. It tastes great and is easy on my stomach. Perform helps improve mental focus, peak strength, endurance, reduces fatigue, and increases muscle protein synthesis so you can recover faster from your runs or your strength training. I feel great since I have switched my pre-workout to perform, but what I feel most happy about is that I know exactly what I am putting in my body and that it is backed by real research and science. I actually brought on one of the leaders in amino acid research, Dr. Robert Wolf, on the show during episode 92 of the podcast. If you want a deeper dive on the effects and the literature out there on amino acids, hear my chat with Dr. Wolf, as I am sure you will be as impressed as I was learning more about essential amino acids and their effects on us as runners. 
there's actually an abundance of research out there documenting the efficacy of essential amino acids with over hundreds of studies demonstrating improvements in focus, performance, and recovery from those long runs and hard effort session workouts. If you're looking for a nutritional performance advantage, we've got a special offer for you where you can save 30% and get a free gift using the code HEALTHYRUNNER. Just head to aminoco.com slash healthyrunner. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash healthyrunner. And use the code healthyrunner at checkout to save 30%. Get back to running faster after an ankle sprain. Ankle sprains are one of the most common traumatic injuries runners face and could potentially wreak havoc on your training, whether you're just looking to get out for some mental clearing miles a couple of times a week, or you have a big half marathon or marathon goal race coming up. Proper management is critical in getting back on the pavement or trails, doing what you love, and that is what we are going to help you with today. And if you stick around long enough, I'm going to share with you the most overlooked part of ankle rehab in runners. So this could be your first ankle sprain, or it could be your second, it could be your third, it could be your sixth, Trust me, I've seen that in my career. Matter of fact, if you have sprained your ankle, comment sprain in the comment box below. And if you are a repeat offender, drop the number of ankle sprains that you've had during your running journey. The tips I am going to cover today will help you prevent the next ankle sprain because preventive medicine is the best medicine. Right now, to make sure we are all on the same page, the specific time period that I'm talking about today is going to pick up on the second phase of healing and what you should be doing for your ankle approximately one week after you roll it. So, click this video if you just rolled your ankle and you're not sure if you broke it or you sprained it and you want to know what you should do immediately after those first couple of days and you rolled your ankle. If you're listening to the audio version of this and you're out there hitting the road on the podcast, check out episode 124 in which we covered that first phase of healing and rehab right after you sprain your ankle. So those are the things that you're going to do the immediate couple days after you sprain your ankle. For those that don't know, I am Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I'm an avid half marathoner, running physical therapist and coach, host of the Healthy Runner podcast and founding owner and creator of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury. Now, before we get into what we should do after an ankle sprain and how to prevent a future ankle sprain, go ahead and make sure you subscribe to this podcast or this YouTube channel, wherever you're listening, or better yet, if you find this content helpful, copy the link, Um, do your part in sharing it with a running friend of yours. This is valuable content that you know, is going to be really a synthesis of 20 years of 
treating runners after spraining their ankles and really getting runners stronger to prevent the next ankle sprain. So I, I took a lot of time kind of putting this information together for you to help you. So the only thing I ask is copy this and share it with another runner who is in our community so they can get back on the road quicker and feeling confident and knowing that they are not going to injure themselves getting back into running. So let's get into phase two. This is what I like to call the mobility and strength phase. So this is phase two, depending upon the severity of your ankle sprain, this is either going to be four or five days a week, or maybe even two weeks after you originally rolled your ankle. Remember in that first phase of recovery and healing, really what we covered was a dedicated effort to decreasing swelling in the ankle early protective motion and mobility, muscle activation, and working the surrounding muscles, which were pretty much your deep foot muscles, so your foot core, and then also your hip muscles. Now, the main focus of phase two, which is the phase we're talking about right now, is to restore ankle mobility, specifically restriction of the flexion position of your ankle that we call dorsiflexion. And to begin really also, in addition to mobility, we need to begin strengthening the muscles in and around the ankle, which are going to be essential for proper healing after your ankle sprain. So why, first off, like why is mobility important for runners? Now we need at least 15 degrees of what we call ankle dorsiflexion for normal biomechanics um, during running to get your shin over your foot. And that all happens when we put weight on our foot in mid stance, we need to be able to get our shin over our foot when we go into that propulsive phase and push off. Um, you even need more range of motion and mobility in your ankle if you're running up a hill. So if you run elevations and you know you run a lot of hills and elevations, then you need a lot more ankle mobility than even the average runner. So you're really looking to get probably 20, 25 degrees of ankle dorsiflexion motion. And this is going to be the most common restricted motion after you sprain your ankle. So how do you test if you have full ankle mobility? Now, the great thing is there's this quick, simple test that I've just absolutely loved utilizing clinically, um, really for the last 10 years. Um, initially, this test wasn't around when I first graduated from PT school, but this is a great test I do with all my runners, and we even do this virtually now. Um, so what you're going to do is, this is called the weight-bearing lunge test or the knee-to-wall test. So what you're going to do is take a standard tape measure. You're going to put it perpendicular to a wall. You're facing a wall. You're going to put a tape measure down. And what you're going to do is you're going to put your big toe in line with the tape measure. So your big toe is in line with the tape measure on the floor. And then what you're going to do is you're going to simply kind of lunge forward, bringing your knee over your toes, keeping your heel down on the floor. And you're going to see if you can touch the wall. And what we usually do is we start kind of closer to the wall and then you kind of bring your knee to the wall, touch the wall. And then you're like, okay, I can do that. And then we creep back a little bit. So then you're going to back away from the wall, keeping that heel down. You're going to lunge forward until your knee just barely touches that wall. That is telling you how much ankle mobility you have. 
Now make sure that back leg, by the way, is not in like a calf stretch position. I have a lot of clients that do that. They go into like that runner stretch position, how you stretch your calves against the wall. looks like you're like knocking down a wall. Uh, make sure that back knee is nice and soft. So that's not the limiting factor. We're testing the front foot. All right. So you're kind of going to that lunge position, testing the front foot. Um, and we're seeing how many centimeters from the wall do you have of ankle mobility? So the distance measured in centimeters, each centimeter approximately corresponds to about 3.6 uh, degrees of ankle dorsiflexion. The biggest thing really is I want you to do this on the affected side, and then I want you to do it on the unaffected side. So the ankle you didn't sprain, and then see if there's a difference. Most of you will not even need a tape measure. You can literally go over to a wall and do this and then look straight down. Look down and see, is my knee going over my toe? And then you do it on the other side and you're like, oh, this doesn't go as far. It's pretty clear usually. And you're like, oh, this doesn't go. I either feel pain and you could feel pain on the outside of your ankle, or you might feel like a pinching feeling in the front of your ankle. And if that's the case, that's telling us that your ankle mobility is limited. So Runners, if you're having pain going downstairs after your ankle sprain, that's usually a big indicator that you are limited in mobility for this motion. Now, the good thing is that there's some great self-mobility exercises and techniques that you can do to actually restore your mobility. So one of the ones that I love doing is one with a band. So this is a nice self-ankle mobility exercise. I will link that um, to where you're listening to this on exactly how to do that. But you basically take a thick mobility band, I'll kind of describe it to you, and you put it in the front of your ankle bone. You put your foot up on a step or a chair. Usually if the chair's not too high, it kind of has to be a really low chair. And then what you're gonna do is the band is gonna actually pull your front ankle bone, we call it the talus, backwards as you lunge forward. So this is what we call kind of a mobilization with movement. And you're going to move forward going into a lunge and the band is going to pull that bone back. And that's really establishing the normal kind of roll and spin that happens inside our joints when we move. Um, so that's how we restore that motion in the ankle. Great ankle mobility exercise. Um, even if you're listening to this and you haven't sprained your ankle and you have stiff ankles, that is what I give my runners to improve their ankle mobility. Uh, so check out that exercise and that link. And then the other thing that you can do to improve your mobility, because it might not only be a joint problem, it could also be a soft tissue problem, meaning the calf muscle or the Achilles tendon can be tight. So there are some great calf and Achilles stretches that you should be doing to restore that movement and that mobility. So this seems to be the most overlooked part of ankle rehab in runners after an ankle sprain. So I've been seeing this, like I said, for decades um, clinically, and now with all of the runners that I see virtually online, um, this is by far the thing that gets overlooked the most um, because we usually roll our ankle, we sprain it, we figure we're loose and we don't want to move it. Um, the problem is that many times, especially early on, you might've sprained your ankle and you went to you know, the ER, the ED, the walking clinic, and then they gave you, they said, oh, it's an ankle sprain, you don't have fracture, good thing, you don't have fracture, here you go, here's an air cast, or here you go, here's a walking boot. Wear this for 10 days, wear this for two weeks, wear this for three weeks, I've seen it all. 
right? And you're wearing it for three, four weeks, and it might not even be appropriate for the level of ankle sprain you have. So remember, if you have a minor ankle sprain, a grade one, then there is no need to immobilize you at all. So a lot of times I see, unfortunately, the care that people are given and you don't know, and you're like, I was told to wear this and I wear it basically for too long, your ankle gets stiff. And then that creates a problem with you getting back into running. So we need to make sure that we have good mobility. All right. So do that test for me, make sure that you have good ankle mobility. And if you don't, there are some simple strategies for you to do to improve um, the mobility, decrease the stiffness. And then the other motion that sometimes can be kind of locked up um, besides this dorsiflexion motion is going inward. Because when we roll our ankle, it's when our ankle goes inward and we avoid that initially because it's painful, quite frankly. And if it's painful beyond a week, two weeks for you to actually point your toe down and in, we call that inversion. Then sometimes what happens in a certain percentage of individuals who sprain their ankle, they not only overstretch the ligaments on the outside of the ankle, but they actually take that fibula bone and sublux it forward a little bit. So what is usually needed is actually some hands-on treatment of either mobilizations, manipulation by your local practitioner who can actually correct some of those joint issues um, that are occurring. So those have been very, very helpful. And those are the techniques that I teach other PTs how to do, PT students, and they're very effective. Um, so if the self-mobility options that I uh, gave you are not working, then that is when you can go see a good manually trained practitioner who can actually assess your joints, see if there is some restriction there, and then actually do a couple of techniques. And these techniques, guys, they work like great. There one session, like you're going to see a dramatic difference. Sometimes it requires two to three sessions, but this isn't something you need to go to for three times a week for eight weeks, right? You do not need to do that um, to restore this ankle mobility. So just so you know, um, this should be, if you see the right practitioner, they can take care of this for you in a couple of sessions and your mobility, you'll be able to do that, that kind of standing lunge test and knee to the wall test, and you're going to notice it's equal to the other side. So those are very important. And the mobility issue that I didn't mention before, not only is it important for you as a runner to go up hills, but it's also important for you, especially if you're running trail. So if you're running trail, you're having uneven surfaces, right? So your ankle motion and mobility is going to actually be greater than someone who's just running on flat pavement. So that's why it is important for you to get your full mobility back for running. So your ankle can actually respond in a way that it needs to. So it doesn't roll again. Um, if you're limited in that motion, then you only have so many degrees of motion to move before the ankle actually goes and you get that ankle sprain. So we want to definitely prevent that because prevention is the best medicine, right? So that is kind of Phase two, the first part is going to be restoring your normal ankle mobility. So we want full mobility in your ankle. The other key during this phase, the second phase of healing is strengthening, is strengthening, right? We need to strengthen our side ankle muscles. So those are the ones that everyone knows about. 
Um, not going to be telling you anything probably you didn't Google or get from your um, standard kind of physical therapist uh, would be kind of your ankle everters, your inverters, you take a band, you kind of point it in, you work the inner muscles, you take a band, you work the outer muscles, right? Those are usually we start with those in a non weight bearing position. So you're on a table doing those exercises. Oftentimes, I find you can easily progress past that fairly quickly. So you really shouldn't be doing that exercise for four, six, eight, 10, 12. I've seen some people come to me 12 weeks. I've been doing this. Yeah. You don't need to do that for 12 weeks. Um, certainly definitely don't. Um, and then let me give you some other exercise ideas that have really helped runners that I've worked with after an ankle sprain. Um, one of the ones that I like to do is we all know how important calf and Achilles strength is for running. Um, one way to increase the activation of your inner muscle. So your posterior tibialis muscle, as well as some of your deep foot muscles is to take a tennis ball um, or take your Naboso uh, ball, which is great uh, for releasing your foot, place that in between your heels and actually do a calf raise and then push in with your heels into the ball and then come back out and then come down from your calf raise. So we're really working the calf muscle and your Achilles tendon, and then pushing in to the ball, which gets those foot stabilizers. So that's going to help with the stability. It's a lower level exercise for you to start with because you're on two legs and it's a nice bilateral calf raise exercise. Um, if you don't have an emotional, like I said, you use a tennis ball and you can squeeze that tennis ball and that will help get some more stability in your foot and your ankle muscles. The other one that I like to do is um, sometimes doing some isometrics and working on some balance in that what we call plantar flex position. And I have a whole video on progressions for Achilles strengthening and runners after an ankle sprain um, should go through this progression because you really need to reestablish strength back in your Achilles and your calf muscles. And then another one is we talked about inner and outer muscles of the ankle the outer muscles, which are your peroneal muscles are going to be that much more important in preventing the next ankle sprain. So the stronger your peroneal muscles, or we call them our everters are, they're the muscles on the outside of your shin, then that is going to help prevent the next ankle sprain. So I have a great way where you can place a mini band around like your forefoot area or your toes, and you can kind of push out into the band and then slowly bring it back. And you could do this in sitting actually. Um, you could do that in sitting, you could do it like kind of lying on your back or sitting on a mat um, where you can actually work that outer muscle. And then I like to integrate that with our all important running muscle, your side hip muscle, your gluteus medius muscle, right? We know the hips don't lie for running and we're gonna strengthen the glute med muscle with peroneal strengthening at the same time. So you can actually place that mini band right around the end of your feet and you can do some resisted sidestepping right while working some of those peroneal muscles at the same time so i have a nice video for that that i'll definitely link um, to wherever you're listening to this 
time to take a real quick break. And before I say any more, I truly hope the message so far today has benefited you either from a running or health standpoint. Staying in line with that theme, I wanted to take this opportunity to share with you a brand new exciting partnership with Naboso, which is a company that is dedicated to redefining what's underneath your feet so you can feel more to move better as a runner. From a movement prep before your runs to foot recovery after those hard speed workouts or long runs, Naboso's Textured Products lets your senses guide you and connects you to your exercises and your running by strengthening your feet and helping you recover from your runs. Want to learn more on how you as a runner can activate, strengthen, and recover from running? Listen to episode 116 on this podcast to learn from Naboso founder, podiatrist, and human movement specialist, Dr. Emily Splickle herself. We had a value-packed episode learning how she took her conventional podiatric medical degree and combined it with years of experience and expertise in human movement and sensory science to found Naboso. Dr. Emily shared with us the importance of foot stability for runners. What is sensory stimulation? The benefits of toe spacers and barefoot training for running. There's so much value in this episode, so be sure to go back and queue up episode 116 on the Healthy Runner podcast to listen to during your next long run to learn more about Naboso. I personally have always battled a mild case of plantar fasciitis and have been using the NeuroBall to get out those hard to reach trigger points in my deep foot muscles that foot rollers just frankly don't reach and get to. I have also been a big fan of the toe spacers for the past 10 years, but have yet to find a pair that is actually flexible as comfortable and that I can tolerate for hours to help realign my toes and stretch the small muscles in my foot. This has been clutch, honestly, for my claw toes that I have and helping my plantar fasciitis. I just love doing 10 minutes of elevation with my Naboso splay on after a long run. Naboso's recovery socks are like your traditional running compression socks, but they are the first ever that stimulate your nervous system and enhance movement with their patented textured surface on the inside of the sock. Matter of fact, as I'm reading this right now, I have on my Naboso splay toe spacers and I couldn't imagine my feet tolerating the hard half marathon training I am doing right now without some of these great products at Naboso. Learn more about how Naboso's Texture products connect you to your exercises and your running by strengthening your feet and helping you recover from your runs. Since you're a part of our Healthy Runner community, you will get 20% off all of your orders. Just use the code HEALTHYRUNNER during checkout when placing your order using the special link we have in our show notes. Go ahead and give Naboso a try and your feet will thank you for it. I know mine already have. Now let's get back into this episode. Then the other thing is we need to start to work on basically neuromuscular control or stability or balance exercises. And a great way to start with that, and what's kind of nice, you don't need any fancy equipment whatsoever. You can literally start with this where you literally put one foot in front of the other, 
So we call this like heel toe stance or tandem stance. Um, if you think of like, if you were going for a sobriety test or something, you had to walk a straight line, right? Think about that walking a straight line and you're standing, you have one foot in front of the other, and now you're just balancing and seeing how stable you are. And you might be a little shaky and that little shaking going on is actually a good thing because those are your muscles kicking in specifically the muscles on the outside of the shin, those peroneal muscles we just talked about. And they're trying to stabilize your foot and ankle. And you might be here and that might be your starting point. And that might be a challenge for you. And if it is great, then see how long you can hold that for 20, 30 seconds. If that's too easy for you, you know, what we can do to make that harder, close your eyes, make sure you do this in a safe area. Um, so you have a wall next to you that you can kind of grab, please do not fall while doing this exercise. Um, go ahead and close your eyes and you'll notice a big difference. Basically we're taking our vision out of play and now we're relying on what we call kind of our proprioception in our foot and ankle. And we're requiring our muscles to have to react to the imbalance that we feel. So that is a great um, one to start with kind of heel toe. And then you can progress that to what we call single leg stance or standing on one leg and you can stand on one leg, see how stable you are again, are you shaking? Are you wobbling? If you are, then that means you need some work on that, right? And you can just literally do that as an exercise, holding five seconds, 10 seconds, 15, however long you can hold. And then when that gets too easy and you're like a rock, you're like solid and you're like, I'm not moving, then close your eyes. It will get a lot harder. Trust me, it will. And again, make sure safety wise, you're kind of next to a wall, next to a countertop that you can grab onto. But the goal is as you get stronger, as you improve your stability, you're able to do that for a longer duration. And then I like to progress this by standing on one leg, balancing, and now starting to do some reaches. So I, I like to call these like multi-planar cone taps. Um, so if you envision first a cone in front of you, if you don't have a cone at home, you can take one of your um, running shoe boxes, put it upright, vertical. It's right in front of you. You can start out by standing on the ankle that you sprained and then reach with the other leg. So you're reaching with the other leg as you're standing and stabilizing on the ankle you sprained. And then you're going to tap that box, tap that cone, and you repeat that for about 10 times. So now we're working on reaching with your leg. And then how do we progress this? We do this reaching with your arms. So now you're going to actually move down further. So now you're going to tap with your hand, tap that cone, tap that box. And we start with straight plane first. That's going to be the easiest for your muscles and your body to do. And then we move into different planes. So now we start reaching to the side. We reach to the inside. Then we reach to the outside. And that's where the magic happens. That's where we start to actually get those muscles on the outside of your ankle that are going to help with the stability and help them recover, get stronger from this ankle sprain, and again, prevent the next ankle sprain. All right. So those are some great like balance exercises. Um, some other ones that I might add here that are more run specific that I, I love to give to all of my runners um, in the beginning when they start in our program as kind of a restorative, we're kicking in our running specific muscles is standing on one leg and doing a hip march. So you're actually lifting your knee up, holding it nice and stable, keeping your pelvis level and ensuring you're getting that side hip muscle activation. That's going to be a great exercise to challenge your ankle stability as well. 
The other one that is a fan favorite of mine is the standing clamshell. And this is a great exercise to be able to, number one, challenge those ankle muscles, but also strengthen the all-important deep hip rotator muscles that are necessary for running. Um, and then one other exercise idea I will give you guys is, because um, it's fairly common, um, you'll know what I'm talking about, is a reverse lunge. So you do a reverse lunge, and then you go into a balance position. So you just stick at the top, a nice, strong, like runner's pose, um, one arm in front of the other, and you're in a nice balance position at the top and you stick it, you hold for one or two seconds and you're nice and stable and you're working your other run specific muscles that we need to work our glutes, our quads. Um, but it's not going to put any stress to the ankle. So these are all exercises that I would add in this phase. So just to kind of recap phase two is our overall goals. Our main goals is really to, you know, get full mobility of the ankle and start to strengthen the muscles in and around the ankle. And we're starting, just starting to integrate that to other total leg strengthening as well. Um, so this is more of our moderate protection phase. The first phase was max protect, right? We want to like protect that ankle, do no harm. Second phase, moderate protection. We need to actually restore mobility and start to strengthen that ankle. So now let's get to the last phase, which is gonna be rehab phase three. This is our third and final rehab phase known as the minimal protection phase. So now we're not needing to protect the ankle as much. We could start to you know, add in more challenging um, exercises here. Our main goal is to really strengthen the ankle and develop the neuromuscular control of all of your leg muscles from the hip all the way down to the foot. So we need to establish normal movement patterns and we want you to have the balance and strength to control your leg when you're doing single leg activities like what's the activity you love to do? Run, right? We're always on one leg when we run. So we need to actually reestablish normal movement patterns, muscle activation, balance and strength in order to run strong, run safe, and be able to run faster, right? Isn't that what we all want to do? So this is going to be really the point where we need to be able to control the forces when our foot hits the ground while running. So if you think about your foot hitting the ground, coming out of that swing phase during our running pattern, um, especially, 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 again, if you run on trails, because that foot is landing on an unstable surface not a stable surface. So in order to actually restore this neuromuscular control, we're going to focus in phase three on more what we call functional exercises. So everything that you're going to be doing in this phase is going to be on one leg with your foot on the ground in what we call a closed chain position. And this is the point where you really shouldn't be doing any table exercises. Um, so if you were doing those table exercises that you were told to do, maybe you thought you should do them forever, you certainly don't need to. Um, this is where we need to really progress you forward in more run-specific functional exercises in order to bridge that gap to fast, safe, and normal running, all right? So now, guys, 
coming up next, I am going to actually share with you the key ingredient you must add into your recovery and rehab before you start to add in faster running, such as tempo pace runs, interval runs, or hard, long efforts on the trail to fully recover and get back to the level of running you had before you rolled your ankle. But before I do that, go ahead and wherever you're watching this, like this video, please, and comment below. Let me know what other questions you have for me about ankle sprain recovery. And then let me know in the comments below and then, you know, maybe we will answer your question in the next video or the next Healthy Runner podcast episode. So the key ingredient you must add into your recovery and rehab before you add in faster running is going to be specific plyometric training or what we call jump training. This is one of our foundational Spark Healthy Runner principles. It's one of the key ingredients. It's our you know, five tips to run strong and healthy, and it's critical in recovering from an ankle sprain. So why is this? Because plyometric exercises help to reestablish this, what we call dynamic neuromuscular control. So this is where you need to have control of your body um, in space, in time, when your foot hits the ground, while you're running. And this is where we start to you know, add in our jump training exercises. And this is not right from jumping off of a box. I think everyone thinks of plyometrics. They're like, oh, I got to do like some hard box jumps, right? That's not the starting point. So the starting point is doing some what I like to call level one plyometric exercise for runners. We're going to do on two legs, we're starting with squat jumps, nice and easy. And we're really focusing on landing lightly, springing back up. So you're anticipating your body hitting the ground, right? Your foot hitting the ground and you're springing right back up after you hit the ground. Also, another exercise that I like to do in this one is just like lunge jumps or scissor jumps. And again, the focus is not on doing like a deep lunge, but it's actually the landing phase so you're actually landing lightly, springing back up, springing off the floor, landing lightly, your muscles are reacting to the ground. So those are some basic kind of two-legged exercises that I like to give my runners as like level one exercise at progressions on kind of level two, level three, but for ankle sprainers specifically, especially if you're a chronic ankle sprainer, you've done it two, three, four times before you definitely need to work on your side to side stability. So that's really where we can kind of get into more side to side jumping or what we like to call a zigzag jumps. So you're going kind of starting with two legs and almost like think of like bunny hops side to side. You can start those side to side. We can do those traveling forward, traveling back. And then eventually we progress to doing those in single leg. So some people will call those like single leg cross hops, where you, if you're at a straight line on the ground and, you know, let's just say you're at the track or something and you're on the straightaway, there was a line and you were hopping over that line, starting with two legs and then starting with one leg. The focus of this is speed, agility, reacting to the ground and popping back up. So it's not so much on like jumping super high, but it's actually more the reactivity. The next level to that would be one that you jump higher, which is more like a side to side jump that you can do jumping over the line or 
as you progress jumping over objects. So you can take a small, you could take a shoe, right? Take one of your running shoes, jump over that running shoe. And then you could take like a half foam roller, or you could take a dumbbell or a kettlebell, jump over that. And as you get better, then you can keep going up in height where you take like a half foam roller. Um, and then you can start jumping over some really high things. And if you could jump over a full foam roller, then you fully graduated and you've mastered um, plyometric exercises. So those are some kind of key ones that I like to add for my ankle sprainers, especially one that I actually didn't mention that it really focuses on the ankles is what I like to call wall jumps. So where you're facing a wall, like right facing the wall, like a couple inches away from the wall, hands are overhead and you are tapping the wall with your hands and springing from your ankles. So this is great for Achilles strength and Achilles pop. And especially if you had a history of Achilles tendinopathy, tendinitis, that is going to be a great exercise for you. Not actively if you have symptoms of Achilles tendinitis, but eventually as those symptoms go down, you will progress to those, but they're also great for ankle sprainers because it's really focusing on reacting those ankle muscles. So not only your calf and your Achilles, but the side muscles for when your foot lands and your foot's landing in a plantar flexed position, which is more that unstable position, which was the position that you sprained your ankle in to begin with. All right. So great exercise, wall jumps, make sure you're adding those in. Again, all of these exercises at this point, by the way, are not painful. So you shouldn't have any pain with any of these exercises, but they're super critical for you getting back to running fast again, feeling confident that your ankle is not going to hurt and that you're not going to sprain your ankle again. And that really segues into the final thing I wanted to cover with you today is really prevention because we know how common it is that once you sprain your ankle once, unfortunately, you're more likely to sprain it again. And this is really focused around strengthening and stabilization of the ankle. So everything that I talked about today is not only for recovery, rehab after your ankle sprain, you should be doing elements of these exercises forever as a runner, because you need a strength train in order to run. And that's why they are the foundational principles um, that we help all of our runners with. And we are so passionate about doing these exercises because in today's topic, Doing a lot of the exercise I talked about is going to actually help you from spraining your ankle again in the future. Also going to help with a heck of a lot more than that as well. Um, they're going to help prevent you from getting runner's knee, IT band pain, Achilles tendonitis, right? So for now, if you're watching this video, you're tuning in because you sprained your ankle or you sprained them in the past. And these are going to be the things that are going to help prevent them from coming back. Um, you know, other key things that um, I didn't mention today is strengthening your hip muscles are super important because they play a role in the movement of your foot and ankle, believe it or not, because your knee joint is just a hinge joint. It just moves up and down, flexes and extends. Your hip, however, moves in three different planes of movement. So if your hip muscles are weak, that causes your foot and ankle to go in or out. So the stronger your hip muscles are, then the more control you're going to have down below at the ankle. So hip muscles are super important. I have a great, great video of kind of five simple mini band exercises that you can do for running. And this really targets 
the main hip stabilizers and it really helps you activate those hip stabilizers. So I will definitely link that to this episode because those are going to be critical. You know, don't only think, I don't want you to only think about strengthening your ankle and your foot to prevent your ankle sprain. You got to strengthen the whole thing. It's all connected. It's all connected. Your foot hits the ground when you run and forces go up and the muscles in your hip control the forces that go down to your foot and ankle. So I want you to start to think about kind of strengthening for running. So you're a strong runner to really prevent that next ankle sprain that hopefully will not be happening, right? Because now you are stronger and you have better control of your foot and ankle. Um, this is really vital guys, uh, to retrain and control the muscles around the whole lower leg and also training them in a plyometric fashion. So doing those jump training exercises, and that's going to be super, super important for you moving forward. And if you are struggling with reoccurring ankle sprains and you want to get your ankle stronger and you're really not sure how to do that, um, you've rolled your ankle multiple times and you know, you need a little guidance. That's exactly what we do and help runners do in our healthy runner coaching program. So we help you get stronger, run faster and become a lifelong injury-free runner with our 16 week one-on-one -on -one healthy runner coaching program. Um, you get the support structure and accountability from experts in the health and running industry and personalized, easy to follow plans tailored to your unique needs and busy life. Um, you can learn more about our program. I have a behind the scenes video tour of the program, and then you can hear from many of the athletes that we've worked with who are struggling with the same sticking points that you are. Um, you can just go to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. And if you do forward slash coaching, that will take you right to our coaching program. And if you enjoyed this training, then you will enjoy our next video and podcast episode on how one of our coaching clients was struggling with running less miles during her long runs and running slower because of an injury. And she shares with you how she got her running back as well as her life back. So either stick around and queue up um, episode 126 if you're listening to this on the podcast during your run, or you can just click on that video now. I hope you guys enjoyed this training. And I will see you on the next one. Now let's stay active, let's stay healthy, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here's four ways I can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of my Spark Blueprint at programs.sparkyourtraining.com. Two, follow my Instagram page at sparkyourtraining. Three, Join my free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark your training. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential runners and bring those lessons back to you here. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner to help you get stronger, faster, so you can enjoy lifelong injury-free running. Lastly, if you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner and want one-on-one -on -one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team, check out the behind-the-scenes video tour of our coaching program and the stories from many of our athletes who are struggling 
with the same sticking points that you are right now. Just head to programs.sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching. Thank you again. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening. Now go and crush your run today.